Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dark Moon of Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also... Solo and Star Wars story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. The Force is strong with you all. And remember, sit Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Colin. Are we going to find out again? Yes, oh, <laughs> I'm Josh. No, after you, Josh, please. I oh, insist. I, I'm Josh. That is me. And this is where we talk about all things Star Wars. And a lot of news has dropped lately. And we wanted to talk about the first thing that dropped right after we, I think we did our podcast. And then the day after the Kenobi trailer hit, EW dropped another picture from Obi-Wan. Yeah. Hayden and of is course, back. The yeah, lights. They give us the lights. So I think that's Invader's Castle as well um, on Mustafar. Because of if you look back to that scene in Rogue One where his servant um, like goes to wake him up and tell him that, that Krennic is there, that like chamber is almost identical to the one from, oh, yeah. from Rogue One. So I so I think we will see stuff f- and at, over at Vader's castle, especially because of the moon of where well, the like the planet where the Inquisitor is on. That is a moon of Mustafar, so it would make sense that they would travel back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for me, just the silhouette they got it a hundred percent correct because that looks exactly like something that you would pull off from one of the original trilogy movies. And for me personally, when I saw the suit back at Revenge of the Sith, when Hayden donned it there, it didn't look entirely accurate. It looked this looks like they actually pulled the original suit out of wherever they're storing it at. And so do you think we're gonna get red eyes again? Uh we probably will. The red lenses should be there. Yeah, red lenses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would think so. Hopefully. That's man, that is just what already what an iconic shot man i cannot wait to see that yeah james earl yeah i how how crazy would it be if like it wasn't james earl jones like like it wasn't his voice and, and it was like that weird like dubbed voices that we keep hearing like in like the lego games and like in that Star is Dolphins. it's an that interesting thing shocked. because if he is demasked and you have a scene of him speaking without his helmet on. Can't be rad. See that, yeah. To see Hayden, but hear James Earl Jones's voice. Oh my god! No, because because <laughs> it's only it's only James Earl Jones' voice through the mask, through the suit. Yeah, yeah, through the suit. So I think it would be interesting to be able to hear Hayden's voice, <laughs> whatever his charred, would... like damaged voice. Well, he be. has microphones right next to his mouth, so That's it doesn't true. matter if you take off the top part. He's he's still speaking through the bottom part right yeah yeah that's true yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no I, I um 
a good example of that is that scene from Rebels where Ahsoka and Vader fight, and then Ahsoka like damages his helmet, and it yeah. like goes from Vader's voice to to Anakin's. Uh, which that that whole scene was awesome, and I loved that that they had Matt Lanter actually come back and do Anakin for that. So it was like James Earl Jones, and then it jumped to Matt Lanter, and it was like, oh, so it was so cool. So it's gonna be awesome if we see that again, but it will jump to Hayden. I would, yeah, I would like to see that. Like, man, I would love to see either his helmet get damaged or something like that, and then immediately go from like James Earl Jones Vader to uh, Hayden Christensen vader would be would be really cool because i don't think we've seen anything like exactly like that yet yeah and rfb has a point here i mean a 90 year old james Earl jones is not gonna sound like a younger prime version of vader um but we do know they have the respeacher technology that they used for luke skywalker's voice in the book of boba fett what was the last thing that we've heard james earl jones and was that Lion King side, and did he sound nearly as different? Well, for Rogue One, you could obviously tell that it, yeah, it was an you, older. You could tell voice. that it was different. I just wonder if like that technology is there yet that you can definitely just yeah get it back to a younger self. So yeah, that'd be interesting. I'm excited. And I was just actually thinking about what a uh, crash test Wookiee's talking about here when the, when the mask comes off in Return of the Jedi you hear the actor's voice. You don't hear James Earl Jones's voice anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But does, but I mean, was he already shutting down? I mean, what was happening with the, with the mechanics of the suit? That's, I guess my question, but I don't know. Uh, but I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool visual, uh, a pretty cool thing that they, if they do decide to t- unmask him, but still have the voice, I think that would be pretty cool to see. But uh, yeah. Uh, and then something else as well, uh, about Kenobi, um, that it's been like going back and forth, like this whole past week, uh, was that apparently Maul was, was never in the script and then he was, and then he wasn't. And, um, and Kathleen Kennedy didn't know exactly how to deal like with the situation. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Because of like, I thought it would be cool if maybe Maul made a cameo, but I don't think it would have worked as a full out, like of him being the main villain, because apparently he, he was supposed to be the main villain of the entire show. Well, that's but one of our that... topics we're going to talk about later on. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. But yeah, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that this will be the last cover, the last in print cover for Entertainment Weekly. So this is it, guys. Once this hits the shelves and it's gone, you're never going to be able to get another imprint cover wow. of this magazine. Wow. And That's it's crazy. interesting that it's Obi-Wan on the cover. So you can actually go to... It's not on store shelves yet. It comes out Thursday. So that's the first time you can pick these up. But you can actually go to the EW website right now and just buy issues. And Snag I don't think yourself a, a piece of Star Wars history. <laughs> and I, I believe I believe Obi Wan has graced the cover about three times now, and what's interesting is he he was I think he was the main character on an EW cover for the Phantom Menace, and now it's come full circle with this. That's cover. so cool. That's very interesting. That is really crazy. And the if you go to the EW website, place. you can actually click on a button where the cover is actually interactive, and the lightsaber ignites 
So, oh, that is cool. Nice. Yeah. And along with EW, there's a variety of other magazines that are just shutting down. But I thought it was just really interesting the fact that Entertainment Weekly will no longer be printing issues in paper anymore. It's so. uh, I mean, man, it's it's interesting though, like the age that we live in, because it it seems like we sort of surpassed the need for um something like a magazine now that we have like well, everything's digital now you know everything's know, but on your it, phone everything's it, on your laptop right i mean with with uh star wars literally being the the biggest branding of like all time of just so much merchandise it's interesting that this will be the last that you can purchase with yeah. it's going to be like yep this is it this is our last West, which would be really cool. I I, I think in a, in a while that's going to be pretty collectible. <laughs> yeah, I am thinking a lot of stuff from re from Revenge of the Sith, like and anything with Kenobi is going to be worth a lot of money coming up soon. Uh, before the stream, I I was actually talking to Josh because of Josh found this awesome, um, like old action figure like pack that it was like. Anakin and Obi-Wan and Mustafar like fighting on the lava fall. And 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 and, and he found it. He took a picture of it, but didn't buy it. And I was like, bro, like, 100% should have bought it because that thing is gonna be worth a lot of money soon. Um, because of that, like movie is so I is so iconic. Um, and and out of all the prequel movies, that was the one that stood out because it connected um the original trilogy and then it also really showed us what everyone was wanting out of the prequel trilogy which was showing anakin transition into vader so i think that um that we will now see that like full transition happen in the show in kenobi and it's it, no, it's gonna no. be incredible phantom menace stood out remember jar jar binks everyone's favorite character <laughs> Yeah, it may yeah. have earned a place in the Hall of Infamy, perhaps in a lot of people's <laughs> hearts, but it was still iconic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes, it's true from a certain point of view. But anyways, go ahead, <sighs> go ahead, David. I'm a I'm a Phantom Menace fan. I will go ahead and say that. Yeah, the, the thing about collecting stuff from older movies, I've done that. I'm a lot older than you guys, and I still have the stuff like sitting around, and I've checked to see how much it's worth and. It's really not worth a whole lot. I've I've saved a whole bunch of stuff. My family saved a whole bunch of stuff, and it's just not really worth all that much um, on the open market. But um, if stuff is really rare, like the original action figures, the Kenner figures yeah. in box and mint condition, those can be super expensive. I know there there was a Jawa sold at Celebration in 2015 for about six thousand dollars. So. Wow. Yeah, that stuff can be super expensive. But I went to a store up in uh, North Dallas where they had a lot of the prequel figures in the box. And it was pretty decently priced. It wasn't just super extremely expensive. So, And of course, at that point in time, they figured that toys were going to be all the rage. So they, they made a whole lot more of them. So I don't know if you guys remember all the way back in 1999 but um yeah the, those toys stayed on the pegs f for a long time in stores and a lot of that stuff was not bought i don't know what happened to it but a lot of that stuff kind of sat there which was kind of interesting i remember when when attack the clones came out and and it was around christmas time and, and my aunt um 
the the one that got me into Star Wars. Uh, she like just got almost every single Attack of the Clones action figure that you could possibly think of. Like that was in that movie. And when we were kids, we were excited. I I think we held on to two, but like a couple of. But then the rest were like completely destroyed from my siblings and I just you know just like actually playing with them <laughs> yeah yeah so I oh man I I, I feel like if like I could you know if like I had the t- chance to time travel I would be like do not open the boxes because of eventually those all will be you know a lot of money I'm um I have a 1977 like Kenner like Luke I'm mean, not Luke um like a Leia and Chewie mm-hmm. never opened <laughs> that um that i got as a gift cool. and i will never open those because of it's like come on well i i mean it's it's interesting that like you can have things that are in the past that aren't worth as much if it's like phantom menace side yeah but you have stuff like now which uh, like ahsoka's white lightsabers from galaxy's edge are going for oh, yeah. like well over a thousand dollars like I've got those ones and I've been like, oh wow, just watching the, the price go up. And it's interesting because you know as soon as like her series ends up dropping, that lightsaber is gonna go up. Same thing with like like the dark sabers and when they sell out, it's like, oh, the price jumps up a little bit. So it's very interesting to see how over time these are gonna end up changing based on like so I think Obi-Wan's one is definitely gonna like have a jump straight after this, like when the series gets released. Like any kind of Obi-Wan merchandise, I think is gonna go up in price. Well, is it, I mean, I think there's sort of a difference whenever you're looking at something on a scale like that, like with supply and demand, because obviously like when you're talking about things from the past with Star Wars merch, supply and demand, it's, you can't get it anymore. But the reason it's like demand is so high and supply is so low now is because they literally can't make enough. Like they can't make them fast enough. And it's, it's hard to get your hands on them. Fair. You know, I, I know that like they... prequels, like the prequel trilogies, I figure all that merch, like Star Wars was pretty unpopular back then. I will credit Disney with this. Like Disney did find a way to bring Star Wars back, make it one of the most iconic and recognizable brands, um, and then be able to market that and like sell merchandise off of it really well. And I don't feel like that's something that really happened a lot, especially when I was a kid. You know, so perhaps it is because that like excess amount of stuff that was made that was just never purchased that you were talking about, you know? Yeah, it's totally supply and demand. I mean, they made so much of it in the late 90s that, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just not going to be worth that much. Um, And if they make a bunch of Kenobi stuff too, like the HasLab project, they only made so many of those. That's why I kind of invested and bought two of them. Um, That's fair. But yeah. Hey, I mean, there are a couple things like, definitely things that i think a lot of people want like for when i was a kid i remember that the the main one that i wanted as a toy was the acolyte like that's that's the main one i wanted Ah uh, man i wanted uh i don't know if anyone remembers them but there was these star wars action figures that they made like a whole series of action figure toys that they made um and they had like anakin and obi-wan but anyway i remember uh one of my my best friends at the time had the ether sprite starfighters that the Jedi use and it was Anakin's and Obi-Wan's and the wings actually like flipped out. And there was also like an AC 170 that had like the wings that would flip out. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. And you know what? Like, I'm not even disappointed to say I would still buy that now. <laughs> like a hundred percent. I like, absolutely. Those are cool toys. Uh, yeah, no, I, um, 
I always had my eyes on on this right here. <laughs> like, oh uh, yeah, like, oh, no. like as listening, you yeah. know what he's holding. <laughs> <laughs> we already know it's a Max Rebo figurine. Yeah, uh, it's uh, a shame but, he died in that uh, canteen <laughs> explosion. And shut <laughs> up, no, you will be. I wonder if we're gonna get. Hey. 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 When wh- when Galen gets on here, maybe he knows. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I, from Max Rebo to Min wouldn't Rebo, that be so funny? Quick. Yeah, yeah, no, but I uh, no, no, I I so because of it's it, it's it's crazy that like the like main thing that like of the goal of the toys was to sell, right? But if you think about it, um. A fine example is Robert Rodriguez actually doing the uh, the uh, the actual planning and the choreography of episode six of season two, Amando, where he where him and his like his kids are using Star Wars action figures to actually plan out that fight scene, and it's like like they're actually putting toys to use. Yeah, and, literally and, playing in the sandbox. Yeah, it's like that's awesome. That's great. And and it's and what we always hear John Favreau and Dave Filoni say, you know, like I always, you know, had these toys and I would play with them. And and in my mind, I, I would always picture, you know, of these the, of these scenes in my head, but it was just with action figures. But now that 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 how he said like it was the ones that you know, like you know they never got to use the the yeah. older brother's toys it was always yeah. like the ones he wouldn't want to play with and that was their toy, bo- toy box and i thought that was right yeah and uh uh and and now it's like of what we you know would play as kids is now we're actually seeing it on screen like of 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 what we picture like on screen like i i guarantee yeah. everyone like you know when what when solo came out and and that scene where like he he's making the castle run and like he like actually has the falcon go on the ground and and kind of drift and then like take off like that i would always do that with the ships cuz i was like i would always picture him like doing something like a car would do and it's like boom like it's in the movie like what I mean, so it, it's it's so cool it's so like cool that clone like, wars like even with the animated projects like yeah. taking it a step further is like i remember that i had like a thousand little action figures or mini like minis of clone troopers fighting across vast battlefields and different planets in my mind's eye and i was like ah yeah this is definitely what ryloth looks like or ah yeah this is what the battle on felucia looked like that we saw like briefly in the uh order 66 scene it's like ah yeah so yeah, last episode was of course the big Obi Wan Kenobi trailer breakdown, and we found I think most of the Easter eggs and most of the stuff that I think we wanted to talk about, and I think we noticed almost everything except for this. And I think a lot of people actually missed it, but if you look at the top left corner where the two halves connect, you can actually see the same shuttle that Vader uses, the Lambda class shuttle, which is kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. So is he actually at the Fortress Inquisitorius, or is that just another just random shuttle that that the Empire is using and Vader's not? There? He is, and of course we saw the chair, the really big chair that looked like Vader's castle. So, I mean, he's there in um, in Fallen Order, yeah. So, in my opinion, him being there is not out of the ordinary. Plus, isn't that like the torture area where they actually yeah. make Inquisitors? 
Yeah, so. it is not out of character because of because uh, of the other thing which I'm kind of excited to see of of the dynamic of Vader and the Inquisitors because Vader Vader despises them. He um uh he does not have any friendship with them. He like well let's you know it's not like Vader has you know and any friends during this point because you know he like hates his life and and like just everything and what he's become, but. Uh, but Vader despises the Inquisitors because of he sees them low key as a threat, like towards him being the apprentice to, um, to the Emperor, and uh, and it's going to be interesting to see if when we do see Vader and them, if he will be more respectful of them or if he'll be like how he is in the comics where he gets mad at them and starts like fighting them because of they didn't listen to him. Um, I mean. No. I, f- I feel like that is a very viable thing whenever you have a bunch of quote-unquote Sith or dark side users within a room of each other, right? Because that entire side of the Force is fueled by like hate and anger and um, sorrow. So you figure when, when people with red blades start clashing heads that it would always turn into like a contest of strength to see if one of them is going to overthrow the other and take their place as like a Dark Lord or whatever. That's a fair assumption. I mean, right. it's a lot. I think yeah, a lot of Ma- uh, makes sense that we would would see them fight. I'd love to see two Sith fight on screen. I think that'd be great. Loved it when Maul and Savage fought Palpatine. Oh, oh yeah, amazing. I I just started re re watching the Clone Wars, and honestly, I think a lot of people should, especially that last. All right, so in season six, there there's a three episode arc of where Yoda. Um, uh, like actually, uh, begins his training to like become a force ghost, and Liam Neeson actually comes back and voices Quark on Jin and everything, and it's done mm-hmm. in a beautiful way. I highly suggest watching that because that go. will definitely connect straight to Kenobi. Um, uh, because of that one line where where Yoda, you know, tells Obi Wan that he has connected, um, with Qui Gon, and that Qui Gon wants to teach you how you can become one like one with the force and a ghost and everything. So I think that's a great tie in and I highly suggest watching it. I just highly suggest watching the Clone Wars in general because it's such a great show. Yeah. Here's all of these great characters you're going to get attached to. They're all dead. It's like, no, (laughs) go, go watch Clone Wars specifically for the Ventress arc. Oh, what a good character. Love Asajj Ventress. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very I'm very curious to see their their full on interaction. I feel like we got we have to have a little bit of an explanation episode ish thing happening because this is still like like we know who Inquisitors are, but if it's live action, we got to explain all that again. Um, but I do really find it, I find it really cool if this is the to be able to see on live action the place from the game. I would love to see yeah. this as yeah. That's that's very. I'm very hype on anything from the game being put place in live action. Cause then that, that because like there's levels of Canon for us. I feel like we have levels of Canon. We got like animated series and then like just one above it is going to be anything with live action. Anything on live action becomes super, super light, like Canon. And I feel anything from the video game being placed in this full live action Canon makes me extremely happy. Getting close, yeah, that- close to having Cal would be crispy. <laughs> yeah that planet's called nur right yeah nur and you are yeah yeah nur. 
Uh, I will say, I wonder as far as like their description of the Inquisitorius, if we're just going to get like a little one-off dialogue of someone speaking to Kenobi and like explaining to him like who the Inquisitors are, what they're all about, and like what their Jedi kill count or something is. And I don't then think like, Obi Wan will rest of the screen do the talking. I don't think Obi Wan will will kind of be blind. Like he won't be going in blind, like being like, "Who are these people?" I. I think secretly he will be like kind of knowing things like because of a kind of hearing rumors, like of every time he, he like ends up going to Mos Eisley or something and he's just hearing people talk. So I think he'll know kind of the sudden movements of the empire. And I think when like he does see the inquisitors, I don't think he'll be entirely surprised. I, I think it'll be like, Oh, okay, here you are. You know, I, I, I was kind of expecting this to happen one day because of Obi-Wan wouldn't be on Tatooine guarding Luke. Like, if he didn't know that one day right. someone would go and like go after them. So it would make sense that Obi-Wan would know these things in some way. No, that's fair. That makes, uh, that makes complete and total sense. I figure like, I figure he's, he may like inquire about it though. And I figure we'll get some like dialogue from him, either going and searching for those answers, trying to find out who they are, because I feel like, um the inquisitors are somewhat of a relatively well guarded secret of the empire or at least it seems because in every like media that we have inquisitors the main characters of that media are like oh who are these people with red blades that spin like they always seem so surprised to run into them and they're like ah we're sith inquisitors and eventually the characters the main characters are like ah well ah, these are the people we've heard so much about that go off and hunt down Jedi and whatnot. But no one ever seems to have either survived or run into an Inquisitor. So what do you guys think of the Grand Inquisitor's look in the trailer? Here we go. Does does leave a lot desired. I I can't understand why the comment that I keep hearing so much is that it, it can't be as accurate to... Uh, the animated series and, but honestly it can but it, we've it, seen it, it before yes in live action and it's great yeah yeah, yeah. We, but i we, yeah there's tons and tons and tons Udipal. of photos of people uh just doing it fan edits and they, they've all been great <laughs> like this one <laughs> yeah it's beautiful it's a beautiful yeah, fan like, edit i mean and 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 the reason why and the reason why like people are saying that is because of if you look at that one like of of the actual like of the actual edit of where it shows like his head is like larger like in the show it's because of that's how that species is they have long like kind of long heads it's 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 not short and round like a human head like we see in the uh um in 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 the trailer and the other thing that i keep saying which i think a, a lot of people are agreeing with is Jason Isaacs should have been um uh not Jason uh should have reprised Jacob. his role. Jacob Isaacs should have reprised it's his Jason. role. Is it Jason or Jacob? J- uh Jason Isaacs, I believe. Okay. Okay. Well, he's the person that that played L- Lucius Malfoy in the Harry Potter series. Right. And See, I I think he was actually asked and he turned it down. I don't think well, he, no, he wants anything I demand to, do with to Star know. Wars. I demand to know. Yeah, I've like, heard stuff about him being asked about Star Wars stuff. He's like, I don't care. I don't I, care about Star Wars. So. I like honestly think that that would have been terrific because of he's no stranger to playing a villain. 
Um, I just because of you know, no, he is he's a remarkable actor, and I remember watching Rebels, and that was so enticing of like of hearing his voice and and matching to that character. It, it was awesome, and hopefully we actually see that in the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. I think that would be really really cool to like see him like show up in that game, um, because at that point you know Vader's fighting other battles, and I don't know. If, you, you know what? That's that's a great question, Josh. Do you think for the next game, like Vader should be the main villain, or do you think it would be like the Grand Inquisitor or something else? I think it's going to be something else because they're going far out out of rim. Okay. Um, do we know if there's anything going on in the Outer Rim yet? And I feel like during 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 this time, because it time. it also depends on because of what would be great is if Cal ends up making a cameo in this show, and then the game continues shortly after he shows up in the show. And, uh, uh, and, and, and then it's like, you know, a couple of years after the first game and then, you know, he's more on the run and, but he's more organized than he was before. And, and, you know, maybe he goes off to go start his own, like pick up other force users. Yeah. When does the beginning, like season one of rebels start taking place? Um, Five years after Kenobi, I believe five years after. So Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's going on uh, because of the Solo? end of Rebels. Because of the end of Rebels, so about... like a year before Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. So that that's going on. Han Solo's beginning to establish his legacy. Yeah, that's why in the trailer when we see the guy in the alley and that's dark, where we don't see his head. I don't think it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I but know. I mean, <laughs> people are speculating. <laughs> That'd be so funny. That would be so <laughs> random. That would be yeah. so random because of Chewbacca. Just throw him in there. Well, Chewbacca of... doesn't have a tie to Obi Wan Kenobi. I mean, he knew Obi Wan in A New Hope, right? Because of the Clone yeah. Wars, though. Be 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 because of the Clone Wars. Because of Ahsoka has also met Chewie. Like they they ended up going on a whole adventure. Anakin yeah. has met Chewie. Yoda has met Chewie. All these characters have met. Have met. Throw... Someone out of left field like Tarful or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and you also have to factor in Tarful. that Joby Harold wrote this script. It wasn't Favreau and Filoni that yeah. had detailed input. They had input, which we'll kind of talk about in a bit, but yeah. it was Joby Harold who basically wrote it along with Deborah Chow. So mm. yeah. I wonder but, how much their restriction is with this character. That's what I'm. I'm very curious on seeing is how how far they can really push new ideas um, within our established Star Wars universe. Yeah, that's because yeah, something very interesting. I see. think they actually have a lot of freedom. Um, it's just like the fine details that have to be double, triple, quadruple checked by the story team. Okay, they have to that... be careful. They, they they honestly have to be careful because if they slip anything up, um, that. In my... In my opinion, I think that's why Boba Fett wasn't what we all had wanted as much is because I feel like it was so restricted. No, like it was restricted towards of what they could have done. Like it had like a path it was going to follow because we know Robert Rodriguez, like his movies are completely like he writes them. It's everything his and we're going to all shoot it like one take, like all this kind of stuff. It's just like go, go, go. And like whatever happens around around the way, this feels like 
um, Boba Fett felt like there was so much planning and it was just like both of them kind of fighting back and forth of what they wanted to do. So like directing and then, no, it has to go this way. And he's like, yep, okay, I'll, I'll direct this bit. I'll direct that bit. But it didn't feel like uh, I would say, I couldn't tell that it was Robert Rodriguez. Like I couldn't sit there and go, that's no. his his directing. However, I can say that for the episode that they did in The Mandalorian because they were like, here, do what you want. And I felt like that really felt like they were doing what they wanted instead of like a whole series where you have to follow um, certain plot points and beats and stuff. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I think that's everyone's kind of sentiment towards the book of Boba Fett. It's like we kind of got something that we didn't think we were going to get. It was Mm -hmm. we saw how like awesome Boba Fett was in his introduction in that episode six of mando season two and i think we all thought we're going to get that type of action and grit and ferocity that we were kind of expecting but of course tamir morrison is is an older actor as well and he went through that trauma of being the sarlacc pit we've spoken about this before but Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the story kind of served his age and kind of what he went through and kind of is what it is um but yeah speaking of the trailer as well we all called it, I think. We we talked about how Obi-Wan was on his way to work, potentially. And when they showed the first scene of him on that that bus to work, we see the skyline of a city in the distance. And apparently reports are that that city in the back is Anchorhead. So mm. we're finally going to see Anchorhead in live action. So what that do you guys think cool. about that? That I, really cool. I think that kind of brings the circle complete for Tatooine because of what other towns are there unless they make up something like. Oh, Freetown. perfect! So now we can just leave this place forever. Just, just let this Tatooine go after this series. I, would I know, I know, my wife would be happy. <laughs> <laughs> you just, we'll show everything, literally every inch and corner of this planet if we have to. And then we never have to go back. Perfect. But I guarantee, I guarantee we will go back like in uh, like in season three of Mando because of Boba's still on that planet, like being in charge. So I, I feel like, um, yeah, there's there's going to be a lot more to do with. I, I like how there's a lot more planets to, to deal with in this series that we've seen. There's so many varied landscapes and they're completely different to each other. Like, I forget what the new planet is. Is that is it a new planet? The one that like looks like cyberpunk Hong Kong? Oh, it's all yeah. like day on. Yeah. 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 So that one comparatively to Tatooine, they're like exact opposites. I, I love that being able to be able to see that on screen. And I hope that we get to see a lot more of these different seeing... varied landscapes. Now I, I never play, I, I haven't finished fallen order. I haven't finished it yet. I know. I have no, Oh excuse, my goodness. I'm working on it. It's hard. <laughs> I just started it myself. So yeah. I'm not what? David. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the planet that the inquisitorious is based off of the new nor nur nur. Nerd. Um, that seems Nerd. to be a mostly water based planet, too, right? Which like directly contrasts uh, both of those environments exactly. Beautiful urban sprawling or yeah, sprawling cityscape, and then we have that water planet, and then we have Tatooine. <laughs> I make I think you make a really good point with just like how much 
landscape and scenery we're going to get to see out of this. Yeah, it's really cool. And then we'll probably get Mustafar as well, which is fire. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Literally, it's fire. Uh, you said see, Mustafar uh, okay. is fire. <laughs> so I'm, I'm calling it right now. I think we will see Coruscant not only in flashbacks, but right now the – uh the the emperor has turned essentially has turned the um oh has turned the jedi temple into like the emperor's palace i would love to see that in live action that sounds amazing all these old like nostalgic places oh my gosh turned into empire side would be amazing to see on but the only happening bad batch going on Mm. right now i think well, well, okay. I'm kind of, kind of tracking back to, to, to what I was talking about. Is that the Emperor's Palace is there, right? Continue. But technically, if you look back in the Return of the Jedi, like special edition, like of the stuff they got on Disney Plus, and they show like you know, you know, all the planets celebrating like in Coruscant and Bespin and all that stuff. If you look on Coruscant, you can see the Jedi Temple still back there. Um, like in con in, in intact, and it's not like the Emperor's Palace, but I think it is still canon that they turned like and in the books and stuff that they turned the Emperor's Palace. I mean that they turned the Jedi Temple into the into the Emperor's like palace. So I'm curious if maybe they'll recon that and maybe move it to a different area. Um because the whole point was having the Jedi Temple like as um as like a old as an old relic and the emperor just built over it and turn it into like his like his fortress mm-hmm. so that's something to definitely talk about um people in the comment section if 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 you know something that i don't let me know but as far as i know that's what it's up to date um yeah. i do i I would like to see stuff like that as well. I think some of my favorite moments from recent Star Wars history has been going and revisiting planets. Um, whenever like the shadow of the Empire falls over the galaxy, like uh, and Bad Batch sort of moving on to those last episodes when they bombed Camino into the water, it was like, oh my god! Like the the nostalgia of that place, and they're just annihilating it. They're just ripping apart my childhood in front of my eyes. I do want I do want more of that. I think that was really cool. I would love to see eventually a series like how the Empire established roots on Yavin and got the like the base there. Mm-hmm. Wait, w- w- wait, the Empire or the Rebels? Uh, the Empire, like how they had that uh, that shield base established off of. Did I say Yavin? Yeah. Uh, I meant uh, indoor, indoor, indoor. Yeah, okay. yeah. Indoor, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I, I was confused, but um, yeah, but <laughs> they actually didn't indoor. do that. They actually didn't do that until after the first Death Star blew up, and yeah. uh, and 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 then after the second one, then they actually moved it over d- d- towards the moon and like that planet, and then they established like shortly after Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I love to start seeing stuff like that like yeah how all these crazy things came to be so yeah the hollywood reporter reported on this and colin touched on it earlier i'm sorry the fact that kenobi had darth maul in the original script and going all the way back to Going all the way back to when Solo premiered, it didn't do that great at the box office. They had plans for a Kenobi movie. So 
I think that is yeah. what they're referring to, that original Kenobi movie script. Um, so, yeah, that would have been interesting, but apparently the latest update is that information is not correct. Uh, Darth Maul or Maul was never a part of the Kenobi story whatsoever. Uh, different sources, different people, even Pablo Hidalgo has tweeted about the fact that that's just plain wrong. Darth Maul was never involved in Kenobi whatsoever. It was always Vader, actually. So um, I think Hollywood Reporter kind of got one wrong there, which Hollywood Reporter is a trade, and they are usually right 99% of the time, but this seems to be just kind of a story they ran that wasn't factual. But, yeah, I met Ray Park in um, uh, during a signing close to uh, where I live, and I brought up a Crimson Dawn series, and he kind of just, like, stopped... And he like stared at me and I was like, whoa, did I hit on something? But uh, <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's no plans or any rumors about a Crimson Dawn series. I think they're talking about it. I mean, everything, uh, the the popular saying is you can fill a stadium full of stuff that Lucasfilm is talking about doing, you know? Mm, so yeah. yeah, just, I think, so we're all clear. Yeah. Maul was never going to be a part of Kenobi and probably, we won't probably see him at all or, Maybe there's a mention of him. Um, at this point, he'd be one of the Crimson Dawn um, kind of bosses, I guess. But uh, as far as him They're... showing up in the show, yeah. Okay, so a couple of years back, like around the time of the Force and Leech, which Josh knows about this because I, I remember us talking about this, but but maybe they like continue to work on it. Is they had a Darth Maul game, like yeah. like fully out in the works, and then they just canceled it. I think they could fill in that gap by doing a Darth Maul game and 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 and, and kind of filling in that you know gap of of where um you know of where he is working with with Kira closely and uh and kind of <laughs> building up more of the um of the Crimson Dawn stuff and then how it kind of slowly falls and then it gets imprisoned by Vader because of I think something I can see like in in Kenobi is where we see it early on is where like Maul is 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 imprisoned by Vader and the, and uh and and the Inquisitors because of that was de- that definitely happened at some point and then Darth Maul and Darth Maul escaped them um and I think it would be really really cool if like in Kenobi we like saw him imprisoned and then uh uh and then somehow like Kenobi goes there. He like doesn't see Darth Maul. Darth Maul doesn't know that he's there either, and 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 he ends up fighting Vader or something like that. And then somehow, like during that chaos, Darth Maul does escape, and then he like you know he leaves and books it, and then that leads to his story in Rebels. Um, because of that, that would definitely be like a really really cool moment of like of Darth Maul just being in 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 a prison cell and just mm-hmm. kind of sitting there. And and Darth Vader and Darth and, and then Maul just like kind of talking it out. I think that would be something talked about a lot. Like and and after that episode came out or something. I can yeah, that's that's with the awesome. we, Having we have Maul to... talk about his visions. Yeah. With Vader. Oh man. Yeah. I think that'd be very cool. That would no, be good. So cool. Well, because we have seen and that would be man, that would be such an interesting parallel to the time that we we have previously seen him in prison, which was when Ahsoka had him in prison in that like yeah. ancient Mandalorian mm-hmm. cell mm-hmm. when Order 66 went down and they were talking back and forth about things. Like 
pre-Order 66, I think it would be really cool to see the parallel to that of him talking to Darth Vader, sort of the, uh, like one of the moral parallels to Ahsoka's story um, post-Order 66 and what that was like for Vader and um, see where all that goes. I think it would be really cool. There is a lot to look forward to in the future. I think I think everyone is, is expecting a lot of stuff and I think we'll get everything that we want and more. Um, because again, this is the this is the uh, most highly anticipated show that they're probably ever gonna do on Disney Plus for a long time. And this has also mm-hmm. been like the number one thing people have been requesting. So it honestly would make sense. Yeah, it does feel like we're going to get spinoffs from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, I have confidence that we're going to get some type of Vader spinoff. I think Hayden Christensen is going to be in more than just Kenobi and Ahsoka. I, I could think. see them doing like a whole show about Maul, too. I could definitely see yeah, them doing yeah. that. Yeah, now in, with this rumor, Lucasfilm yeah. has seen like, the interest in Maul. I mean, they yeah. had to have already known that there's a lot of interest in that character. Yeah, it should be and... pretty high currently. Yeah, it's I mean, unfortunate I... that he was killed, though, in Rebels. That is true. Uh, yes but no. not live action, yes no. so... I think, it was, I think it was a fitting in. Not I... live action, so... <laughs> it was Filoni's decision, so I think it's going to carry over no okay. matter what. I think... I think... That was a fitting end to Maul's story, though. Yeah, I agree. A very good ending. I, I think that was right where it needed to be. I was I kind of glad it wasn't like a fancy but... fight. Yeah, because yeah. of because of that th- that episode definitely paid paid homage to to George Lucas of what his image was, which was Star Wars being a space opera, um, a um, like an old samurai movie and old westerns. And mm-hmm. and that whole fight of of Obi Wan transitioning from his his um uh, from his classic Obi Wan pose to his Qui to like Qui Gon Jinn's pose, and then Maul tried to repeat the same move that he did to Qui Gon all those years ago, and mm-hmm. and, and Obi Wan instantly like caught on it, and then he defeated him. I thought that was like a simple like like a simple fight. Th- that was sweet and short, but also it sent like a big message of like you, you grow as a person as you grow in age and you also mm-hmm. learn from your mistakes. And I there think that's why that fight was beautiful. Very so much development showed in that fell like yeah. in that fight, so much development between two characters, two huge characters. Plus I love yeah. the conversation at the end. Yeah. Oh like, uh, yeah. Um, uh, um, it's the chosen one. Yeah. That also confused a lot of people because they were like, "Wait, are, are are they talking about Luke? Are they talking about Anakin?" And I just remembered that being like a main talk <laughs> for a while. Um, but I I love Sam Witwer as Maul. I thought he like Ray Ray Park did great as like of bringing the character to life mm-hmm. in live action in person and stuff. But him, but Sam Witwer actually doing the lines for it, and then the and then, then the fact that we actually got to see that. And solo of, of the voice connected to live action malt. That was amazing. And I really, really hope that we get to see that soon again. Cause even Ray Park came back to do the um um to do the motion actual capture. motion Mo-cap, capture yeah. for the fight in Clone Wars. And you could definitely tell that was Ray Park and it was awesome. Uh so I I want to see more of that. I a hundred percent want to see more of that. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I, I'd one hundred percent like go and watch a mall series. I want yeah, I want more mall. I want to see him doing what he does best. He definitely is one of the most popular Star Wars characters, but yeah. I don't I don't know. In my personal opinion, uh, yeah, I would love to see something with, with Ahsoka, but I feel like his story stays within. Like, it stretches all of Star Wars, and I think that's very cool. Um, I don't know if having him again in live action would work. Like, I don't think a, a series would work because we know almost everything besides the Crimson Dawn stuff. I think the Crimson Dawn yeah. stuff is as close as you're going to get to having something live action that I would like to see on screen. But then again, I think a game, I yeah. think a game would would maybe work better because of. Because of there are so many games that that they canceled that they could either turn into a show or go back and like just change a couple of things to add more to canon. Because mm-hmm. of there's the game thirteen thirteen was going to be a beautiful game, um, the, the, that would follow follow the story of Boba Fett. But then when they continue his story in the Clone Wars, it kind of went in, in a different direction. Um, so th- they could definitely change some things and go back to those old games because of. That that Darth Maul game looks so cool and, and so exciting, and then we just it just kind of poof, like just disappeared. Yeah, I think it, that's it was, a really great idea, Colin, the, to have a Darth Maul game. It was and meant then to... you can revive thirteen thirteen too. I think Lucasfilm has a lot of stuff they can still mine that I think the fans would go crazy for. Yeah, but would you want these games to be canon, or would you be canon. okay with them? Canon, okay. canon. Oh, I'm canon. all about the canon for sure. Man. I'm all about the canon. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 like I, I love Legends. If they can bring stuff from Legends into canon, like they've been slowly doing over the years, then I'm fine with it. But I don't I mean, like some of the best Star Wars game content isn't canon. Especially, forcefully uh, making a fine it of that. <laughs> I think, um, I think you could actually get away with doing a mall game very much in the style of Force Unleashed. Yeah, like I would, yes. I would do that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Like being but, able to, like saber throw and then like hack and slash your way through a bunch of people. Right, but really that's awesome. honestly what Jedi Fallen Order is, except it's got more puzzles in it. Like, yeah, like I, I, I feel like the Force Unleashed was just an outline mm-hmm. for Jedi Fallen Order. I think that's exactly what it really was. I, and I think if they did a Darth Maul game, I would love to dive deeper into canon because of. One thing, like a a really good example, is visions. I like visions, but I don't like that no, that none of it's canon. So yeah. it's it's like you like can't be like, okay, I'm gonna watch this, watch this, and then I'm gonna watch like like the main Star Wars. Like you can't do that because it's not Legends. It's not technically Legends. It's like going to go watch a, a New Hope and then watch the holiday special, and yeah. which everyone does. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but but it's just like it's not technically canon, so it's not like fulfilling your like need for like adding it to the canon timeline of when you're watching stuff. Because it's not like I'll yeah. go and and watch Clone Wars and stuff, and then maybe something that isn't canon. Because it's like Tartakovsky's Clone Wars. Yeah. Ugh. See that's but, like Clone Wars. Man. But that 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 was cool. I love the love I love the micro series and Wars, like honestly. So Honestly, so if okay. you watch, um, if you watch the, uh, that's my. Uh, by the way, I can hear myself yep. echo. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if anyone you can hear, but I can hear myself echo. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, uh, but uh, you sound good to me. You, okay, I hear a little well, bit of echo. Yeah, is that coming from you, Josh? No, it's just me. All right, cool. Um, 
Okay. So I think one thing that they could definitely do is maybe maybe bring in more stuff that was legends that um and into canon like faster because of there there were the there was that scene in clone wars of where it was the mortis arc and uh uh and the son was like and in the lead scene he was talking to darth malik and he was talking to darth raven and then they cut that and i was like oh no come on man like that that would have been a little bit of that like i don't know if anyone noticed but in the last season of clone wars uh, um, there season, was an assault season season six right or no? season seven of clone okay. wars there was it's a very little thing and a lot of people did not catch it um because i didn't see a lot of buzz about it but um obi-wan and anakin get pulled to coruscant for a final siege that has been targeted at the capital and chancellor palpatine has been captured which is the exact plot point uh, from Tartakovsky's Clone Wars that was taken directly from Tartakovsky's because they even mentioned that Shakti was with the Chancellor and was safeguarding his life. Yeah, Yeah, whenever Ahsoka called Obi-Wan, he was like, General Grievous has launched a final assault on uh, on Coruscant, and Shakti is with uh, the Chancellor. We need to get over there right now. I'm sorry we can't send any troops. So, like, that plot line directly parallels. And it is cool that they took that thread from Tartakovsky's Clone Wars, which so many people loved, took that and spun it directly into canon, and now we just... Like, we don't know because it's on screen what exactly transpires, how much of that is canon. But I think that that was a very tasteful way for them to do that. And I think we'll see that a lot more. Like, they know they're plotting these things out. They have an idea. Like, they're also Star Wars fans. So I'm sure we'll see more. Yeah, and poor Shakti. I mean, she's been killed so many different ways. So many (laughs) different storylines. Stabbed in the back so many times. Yeah, uh... Because of, I think the actual canon one is is her getting killed by Anakin, um, in the Jedi Temple. I think that's the canon one. Because of, do we see? Because of there was also the deleted scene that they did for Revenge of the Sith, where like Grievous, Grievous, like had her on a ship, her on a flagship. Yep. And then, and 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 then there's the one from like the original Star Wars Lego game where like Anakin comes up behind and just like just like fully out like cuts her in half and then like like yeah. So um, (laughs) I think that one Star Wars um, Lego is canon. Some of it is. (laughs) It comes out. Isn't some of it? Some of it is actually. Yeah, the um, like does yes. someone introduce a new canon? Like, it's, obviously, it's, I know that like the original um, Lego Star weird. Wars, it's like more of a tells the story canon. of Star Wars. It's called like Shadow. <laughs> it's like Shadow Canon or something, where they can reference something in like something yes. new can be in Lego. Like, let's say there's a droid, right? Uh-huh. They can reference that droid. That droid's now canon, but what it does in the the Lego universe isn't canon it's not canon oh but the droid itself that's is canon. Right. weird so right it's like so, schrodinger's canon oh i that hate is, that that actually i love that because of if you watch the lego the, the 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 new lego star wars holiday special like the whole thing with max rebo like that is like a fine example of that 
um uh and uh and i i I know that's like in character for me to say but that is a fine example of and it is a good example you're correct of of that being you know kind of shadow canon but then you look at the whole time travel thing where you've got three versions of obi-wan kenobi right next to each other like that that never happened um uh but then there's like some things where like you know where like ray is is kind of trying to like train finn um like that is you know shadow cannon so there are some things which i oh oh yeah and uh and then and then there's the reference to the to the holiday special and mando and 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 book of boba fett um where 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 boba makes the reference to the giant dinosaur that he rides he where they're like oh it's a rancor and he's like i have rode a lot larger larger things things. yeah yeah and it's just like boom holiday special reference so yeah there so, are yeah we see a, a lot, lot of stuff examples like that. of that yeah. um i would really like to see especially with the arc that happened in rebels for those of you who know what i'm talking about where ahsoka or uh, ezra whatever when they open up the portal and it's like going through time i would love to see a whole series about star wars what if where it's like them pulling open or someone like pulling open that portal and being like, well, here's what happened in an alternate dimension. Here's what, here's what would have happened if order 66 didn't go down. If the empire never got formed or if Anakin never turned, if Anakin never turned, Qui-Gon never died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that would be, that would be such an interesting series to explore. And I, I know that I've talked to a few people, at least Star Wars fans, that would be 100% on board for that. I think people make a lot of fan fiction of that because I've seen a lot of pictures. Star Wars. Of like Anakin. The Star Wars theory the would, would be out of a channel. If that... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars, sorry, yeah. Star Wars theory. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. It, it, Cut it. Yeah, if they ended up doing that, he would probably like still do news. But I feel like he would be like, "Well, if I do this, My theory, time has they come. like might turn into an episode. I don't know what to do because of I could totally <laughs> see him like doing that, and that would be like a whole debacle. If they ended up doing a show like that, that would be something. I feel Just like there would him. be a war going on. He knows um, what the fans want. Just hire yeah. him. Bring him on board. Yeah. so speaking of people coming on board here oh yeah one of one of my favorite people and a huge star wars fan david lindelof is rumored to be working on a project that's untitled unspecified we have zero details but the rumor is he's been either seen or there's some connection to him i would 100 percent be happy with him working on something star wars there's a really cool and interesting story how he got in the business he was on a he did a podcast like 10 years ago or something where he talked about how he made the best fashion choice of his life he met (laughs) with jj abrams actually um at i think bad robot studios and um he was trying to uh, pitch some ideas and of course the idea he was pitching was lost and of course that's that's uh, that went down as history uh, as one of the greatest television shows, no matter what your opinion is on it. But horrible ending, but go on. <laughs> so, yeah, he actually wore his old 
nightshirt. He was a member of Bantha Tracks when he was a kid, and they sent him a shirt that was too big for him, so he just wore it as a nightshirt when he went to bed every night. But as an adult, he grew into it, so he decided to wear that shirt to that pitch meeting. And J.J. Abrams spotted it immediately. He said, Bantha Tracks, as he was like just waiting in the lobby. And they connected right there, and they just started talking, and they built a rapport. <laughs> he brought him in the meeting, pitch lost. And they decided to do Lost. And um, Damon Lindelof has done a lot of interesting things. He's worked with a lot of interesting filmmakers. He he's worked with Ridley Scott. He just did Watchmen on HBO, which was one of the greatest limited series I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I'm totally psyched to to see him come on board. And like I said, he's a huge Star Wars fan. He knows how to tell a story. And what are your guys' thoughts? Um, admittedly, I don't know much about him, so I'm gonna let y'all take uh, okay. this one. That, that's it's, it's <laughs> not as much as I should. Him doing that, would you would you like a very serious take on a series? Because I feel like uh, the like there's didn't we get uh the the newest um squadron? Is that like up in the air if that's gonna happen or not? Or it's that- happening. Uh, twenty twenty three, directed by Patty Jenkins, Rogue oh. Squadrons. Yeah. Okay. I don't think that will be serious though. I think a fine example of of a serious Star Wars project would be Rogue One. Rogue One. That was Rogue more One. serious. Like I think it's yeah. probably one of the most serious shows that you could really compare and, it to. Besides, bring the wars of- back to Star Wars. Yes, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I say I think he would be able to to show that, or and or like because he's like Watchmen. I feel like you you get a lot more of that character grounded, not so much as we see we have the, all these big players, but you get to see the little people and how much war really affects them over the years. I think that would uh, be very cool. I, I think this goes like immediately back to the topic that we were just discussing um, last Wednesday or the Wednesday before where we were talking about like a series of Star Wars like war movies right like i know that there would be a huge audience for that and i know there is a huge audience for star wars adult content people want it like people want it really bad um whether that's just diehard fans or yeah um, i, I with kind of agree series like the mandalorians that, coming out yeah i mean the adult content part i don't think star wars will ever kind of delve into that i think to. It's, it, they'll do war stuff but i mean it's it's gonna be pg-13 yeah of course yeah, well, I just, you're I, right i, I think it, it said a lot that Star Wars is for kids. Rogue, so Rogue speak, One is one hundred percent a a much more serious take, and I feel like he would be able to do a much more serious take on Star Wars in general. Yeah, I, I think he could direct or write right up to the edge of TVMA or PG thirteen. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, I mean. Rogue Two is still on the table, man, with all the bombs. Oh, my two. goodness, no. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, Rogue Two. We finally find out what happened to all those Bothan spies. Yeah, bring back the old band. Bring back Mon Mothma. I mean, it's it's there, man. Old Death Star, Palpatine, Ian McDermott is game to come back. I mean, <laughs> it writes itself. <laughs> um, yeah, I would love to see more serious Star Wars content. Absolutely. Um I would love to see a Mace Windu series that is like taken very seriously. I think would be really cool about like what the history of that character is or whatever the future of that character is. If he survives getting shunted out of a window. Okay. So so that's something I actually did want to talk about because of Sam Jackson actually just recently had an interview 
um uh where where he was talking in the interview about you know really wanting to come back as mace windu because of he recently did something with bryce dallas howard and bottom line he was like listen you know I can learn how to use a lightsaber with my left hand. Like I will do anything like there's a long history of people getting thrown out of windows and, and just and getting thrown down, like, you know, like different areas and surviving. I can be one of those people bring me in. So Sam Jackson really, really wants to do it. And I think, you know, the, there are a lot of people who are skeptical about it. I think if they do it right, I think I can work. I wanted him to come in Book of Boba Fett. I think that would have been a great tie-in because of the history that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mando, if they do, has got to tie in with Boba in some way. If they do in Kenobi, it's got to, you know, that, that would make more sense. But but if, if it just shows up randomly in Mando and it has nothing to do with Boba, it's going to be like, okay, you're just putting him in here to put him in here. Like, it's got to work. Like, it has to work. It just can't mm-hmm. be like, Sam Jackson, here you go. Like it, 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 it can't. Yeah, be like that. and that's like, that's why I like to sense. see like his own dedicated series. I think it'd be a yeah. great idea to like dip the toe into the water by starting with a series of what we don't know about Mace Windu, developing his character, um, and watching him grow into the Jedi Council Master that we see him. I don't think we need in... a series on him. I don't think we need <laughs> that because of because of if we do. Because it's it's just diving into, you Fall know, order cameo. That that would be fine, but it's just like kind of diving into what we thought, you know. Okay, Boba Fett's a fine example, right? We all thought he was going to be like he, how he was in Empire Strikes Back, and then we were like kind like slightly disappointed that he wasn't mm-hmm. like the way that we want him to be. If we keep doing that with like these type of characters that are like kind of, I hundred like, percent agree with that. I guess that's of, fair. You can't ruin Mace Windu. Like, like you, so, like, you like I guess can't, that, that you also can't give sense. Mace Windu a, because of, he was kind of off putting towards people because of, he was very strict, like towards the Jedi way. If you show him to where you can relate to Mace Windu, it's kind of like, especially at a younger age, it's going to take away that kind of sense of how he was in attack of the clones in the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. I don't know um, if we need to relate to him per se, but I get what you're saying because the same thing happened with Solo. The same Cal thing Kestis happened with, meets with him Solo. A lot of people. Somewhere. Wait, Cal Kestis meets him somewhere in the Outer Rim chilling see, out. I that could would see make that. Sense. Maybe. That would make yeah. sense, but I don't think Sam Jackson would like come in and do a game though. Like, maybe. No, I, I, that's, I, I'm saying is like, I think that I feel, I really feel like Cal Kestis would be very great to have on screen. Like I, right. I, I think it, it it can work, and we know we've seen all the stuff that they can do in live action. And I don't know. I think, I think he would come back just to, because he's done animated. Sam Jackson's done animated series before, so I wouldn't think that doing a game would be too hard for him just to voice anything. No, I, I mean, there's definitely a way they can bring Samuel. Back. And I, yeah, I feel like it would be in Fallen Order. Everyone wants to see more of Mace Windu. I don't know a single person who doesn't. I don't think everyone wants to. Okay, because of because of something that's wrong with that statement is that there are a lot of Star Wars fans that are picky, um, that are not always like into that mainstream stuff. And I think you know that if people say like, "Wait, 
like Mace Windu's back. Why? And I mean, because of the like big thing that could happen is that randomly, you know, near the end, maybe Mace Windu makes a cameo and he shows up at at Obi Wan's doorstep at the end of Kenobi, and then we don't hear anything for like a couple of years, and then people are like, <laughs> "Why? Why is he there? How is he there? What's going on?" Or just random. So if he comes in, it's gotta make sense, and they gotta yeah. do it right. So I'm, 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 I, and in in Boba Fett, that made the most sense to me because of those two characters have like the closest connection besides Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and and then the other question that you have to ask is, if he does show up in the book of Boba Fett, or he does show up in um, uh, in Mando what like where was he this entire time during the during the fall of the jedi order and during all the chaos that was happening in kenobi and 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 the and the in the main original films like where was mace windu why why was he so disconnected from the force and didn't you know have any contact with yoda or any of the main characters like mace windu was second to yoda so if they do add them, it's got to make sense. It just can't be like, all right, I've been hiding all these years. I'm back now. What's up? Right. Like, yeah. it- You're correct. You're correct. And I do like, I do think there is a way to do it. And when I say like bring Samuel L. Jackson back, I don't mean bring Mace Windu back like as a character after his death or whatever, whether it's stories about him or a series about him or a movie about him or, or something or a cameo we can see him pre-Clone Wars. We can see him during the Clone Wars again in a live action in a live action way. We can see him past his death somewhere, but there is definitely a way to add him in that makes sense, and I think people want to see that. Yeah, I actually posted that video that we're referencing uh, for the Happy Sad Confused podcast. I think it was at South by Southwest, so it was just up the road from me. But uh, one of our uh, Facebook group members, Connor Johnson, he posted this. Dude got electrocuted and thrown out a window. God knows how high in the air. If they bring him back, awesome. I would love it. But I don't know how to justify him surviving that. Well, you... Using the force, landing on a a speeder that's below? Are you also forgetting the fact that the Emperor came back? Are you also forgetting the fact that Luke Skywalker, like, barely trained as Mace Windu fell all the way down like on Bespin and was holding on to an, an array. I, I, if, Maul fell down a pit in two halves and got into cut a in garbage and like Mace garbage. Windu not, not is a humanoid. Second, I, I, I know, but Mace Windu is second to Yoda. So it's like, you can justify it being by Mace Windu is a powerful Jedi. And, uh, and, and there was a reason why he was like second in like, in command pretty much on the Jedi console. Like it makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. Very strong with the force. So yep. celebration tickets went on. So yeah, and, let's go. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> myself, Colin, <laughs> lucky you. Are. And I think we're the only two on the podcast right now. that are going right. Currently. Yeah. Well, 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 I, on this, yes. Cause of, cause of you, me, James and uh, Sam have and all Matt, four day passes, right? and then Matt Brooke have the have have a Saturday, have a Friday and Saturday pass. But I I, I did try to convince Josh to go, and I did try to convince Mason to go, but they all uh, have busy schedules. 
And no money. Oh, well. <laughs> Would you like a small loan? <laughs> I'll get you there. Yeah, I'll take a small loan. There's plenty of banks in Orlando that'll give you a small loan. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, no, so I just put back on sale. Money off of Loan Shark Josh over here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, four day tickets sold out. Uh, the Saturday tickets sold out. And of course, they had VIP tickets, and that automatically sold out. So and 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 that happens every time. I really hope people followed followed my advice, where like you did not refresh the page because if you did. It puts you like way, way back in the queue. Um, yeah, it actually did something interesting this time around. It showed sold out on the four day passes. Yes. But the Star Wars Twitter for Celebration came back and made a tweet stating that keep on trying because that's just people that have the tickets in their cart at that moment in time. And for people that the time elapsed, those tickets would become available again. Right. And one of our uh, Patreon subscribers actually pulled that off. He, he commented in our Facebook group, all the four days were gone, and I simply told him, just hang around, refresh it. Star Wars Twitter said, just refresh it, just wait, you, you might have a chance. And he got his four-day pass, so we're glad That's that we're cool. going to get to see him in May now, so yeah, super psyched for that. But yeah, I mean, Celebration, it's right around the corner. We'll be there. Um, I think most of the podcasts, right? You, you listed everyone off. Me, Colin, yep. James, Brooke, possibly Ray. Uh, yeah. Um, Sam. So it's yeah, like seven people so. right there. Yep. It's going to be cool. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Uh, th- there will be the live streams. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's such a cool convention. And then next year, like the rumor is that it's going to be in Orlando. It's going to be a lot, a lot easier for you know, some is that the on, rumor? On, uh, oh, yeah, great. I yeah. I think that would be very interesting. You'd see so you there'd be a lot more. Like I would, I think a, a travel date to Batu would be amazing with everyone. Well, that would be awesome. Well, they are doing that um for Disneyland um for this celebration, and the reason yeah. why it would make sense is is because of the Halcyon and stuff and everything going on here, yeah. and and plus celebration has happened in Orlando at least three times. So it, 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 it honestly makes sense for them to come back here for a fourth and, and, and then also for all of the celebrities like coming, they all love going to Disney world. So it, it honestly would make sense. And the convention center here is beautiful. It's big. It's right next to everything. So it, it, it honestly would make sense. Um, yeah. Because... Big is an understatement. <laughs> what? It just sounds Big is an understatement. That convention center in Orlando is like the it's size massive, of my town. man. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh man, that that was so cool. Because of like, it's it 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 honestly is such a cool experience. And like, I want I want everyone to I want everyone to at least like experience it in the future. And if if like if it comes here next year, boom, like there you go. Because of I, I know so many people here that wanted wanted to go um, this year besides Josh and Mason, and 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 they couldn't because you know it's like you know it's short notice, it's kind of out there, so it makes sense. But if it ends up being in Florida next year, that would be so cool. Also, we applied for the podcast stage for celebration this year, so hopefully yeah. we get approved for that. And oh, yeah. uh, awesome. Again. represent. Yeah. You can hear Colin talk about Max Rebo in person. Live. Because that's that's the dream. 
That's why everyone is wanting to go to Star Wars Celebration. Why? Because I'm going to have Max Rebo merch all over the place. You can um, see Colin uh, cosplay as Max Rebo live. I am working on that. Probably won't happen (laughs) with this celebration. Next celebration, most likely. Oh, Um, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, no. It's it's it, it honestly is so cool. It's it, it's a it's such a fun experience, and 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 we talk about it in every podcast because it's it's why the podcast exists. Like we wouldn't be here if we never went. So, so are your hands yeah. gonna be your feet or vice versa? Thank what? you, thank you. This question are you has, doing? I literally had this exact same ask question. Are you doing? The oh my gosh! Or are you doing the canonized? Uh, this Max is Rebo? canon. This is canon right here. Arms and legs, sure he's, he's just like this. That the the thing that Josh is talking about is 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 the original design that they had. But he's sitting then, on a pillow, right? What? So he's not sitting on a pillow. Then what is that? No, no, it's that? no, that it's okay. So they, they actually made it. They actually made it. It, it. it was three people like actually doing the puppet for it, but, but then it became very difficult and kind of un unpractical and sets of a, okay, we'll just go back, go back. This it makes more sense. And then that's what they went through. Now they're, now, there are some members of Max Rebo species that are like that, but Max Rebo is classic arms and legs and a diaper. Like, Speaking of practicality, I'm really curious to see how you're going to get the whole instrument together and carry that around with you. I'm really oh, excited. Oh, don't worry. Like one of those like, little baby stroller things. Like, you know? Oh, yeah, like the little bouncy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like a big version of that. Perfect. It's going to be wheeling around a xylophone around a convention center. Beautiful. You better learn how to play some music, too. How dare you? I know how to play the... What's his instrument called? That's actually a good question. Space piano? I don't know. Space piano. Classic. Space all, organ? All the way from the from the underworld of Coruscant. You know, he was he was just a small elephant, and one day he just walked in into the space instrument shop, and he saw that, and he was like, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be... The the uh, the uh, lead of the Max Rebo band. First of all, David, that's a jizz piano to you. Get the terminology right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> he can play more than jizz on that piano. Why? <laughs> uh, why? Why is that canon though? Like, why? Who? Who thought of? <laughs> Happy to be here to be the sponsor for that word. Every time I get the opportunity to. Max Rebo, master jazz pianist. I, master jazz pianist. I want more series in Star Wars that delves into the musical aspect of Star Wars. Stop! Good can we have good canonized uh, music that I can listen to on my way to that work? Is, that is can something you? very interesting. Is I, I think Fallen Why Order has have... some of the greatest news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no. That, yeah. That that I, opening song was, like, uh, it was like, oh, man. Visions. It, it, it was done so well. The entire Excellent. episode that was about a band. Like, why can't we have something like that? About yeah. like, no. a rock band? No. Get out of here. That'd be no. great. That'd be awesome. I, I want to know who the Dave Grohl is of Star Wars. That's I, I think it would be cool to be able to have that in Galaxy's Edge the most. Like that's my 
is to have live bands that aren't just in the canteen. We could have like live cameos of like celebrity artists, like musical artists in Star Wars doing things, creating music no, for Star Wars. No, no, awesome, Mason, no. Yes! I don't want to go in. Yes, I, will I don't want to go in and and see like Justin Bieber like wearing like <laughs> I don't need Justin Bieber. <laughs> I don't need Justin Bieber Justin dressing Bieber up as a concert. as a as a professional jizz whaler. <laughs> Justin Bieber. I can see him Frank showing Sinatra up. Star Wars. I can see him showing up as a Rodian <laughs> okay. or something, and and, so, and and just being like, "Okay, why?" And and and, and, and then you have coming aside. all the way from the Outer Rim territories. Here's Jason Derulo, and it's like, "What?" It would be like, "Why?" It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be like that. Like obviously, like celebrities that are like incognito and dressed all. Oh all my goodness! Right? Like it's a Snapback or whatever. But seriously, okay. I would like more experience about Star Wars music. All right, guys, the time that we've all been waiting for, Mr. Galen Howard. Yeah, time to, time to come in. Welcome, Mr. <laughs> Howard. How are you doing? Oh, uh, I don't think we can hear you. You might be on mute. How, how about now? Yeah, we yes. Yes. Oh, hey. Hey. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah, flip, flip the switch. I always forget that. All righty. Good to so see yeah, you. Hey, yeah, great, hey, great to meet you. How guys. are you doing? <laughs> I, I, hey, happy to happy to be here. Thanks for uh, um, thanks for being flexible. You know the uh, life uh, the life of an actor and all that shit. <laughs> it does happen to get in the way, I would believe. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Things change. You can think you're doing one thing. It's like never mind. You're doing something completely different. But but <laughs> yeah. yeah. But here we are. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. So we all know. Everyone that's listening to us and watching us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, we all know you from the Book of Boba Fett as oh, the there I am. There's me. And immediately <laughs> when I saw you on screen, I was like, oh my God, that hat. I got to have that hat. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you kept that hat. Oh, Oh come on. You you, you know, every, everything <laughs> is, you know, it, it's kind of... You, you can't get out with with Star Wars contraband. You know, everything is it, everything has like a homing device on it. You know, there's yeah. You, know, you okay. can bear, you know you can't take pictures. You can't you know they you know they they wipe the dirt off your shoes when you leave. You know, wow, wow, it's all accounted for. That makes oh, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, was, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, like when um um. You know, when when you when you would travel between um between sets, like all the actors would be, they would like throw like they would throw like w- w- they would throw like monks robes over you, like little clo- little cloaks, so no one would see your costumes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is actually really cool. I did it's, not know. Oh that. yeah, I mean the mystery of it. It's like yeah, you feel like you're you yeah you feel like you're working for the CIA or something, and in kind of <laughs> way you are. You know, I mean at this point, but um. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's pretty. Uh, yeah, it was a surreal but uh, awesome experience. One second so, professional actor, uh, next second cultist walking through the streets <laughs> of LA. It just happens like it's that. Like, well, especially oh, you know here in LA oh. for sure. Yeah, here in LA it happens quicker than you think. Um, <laughs> so, so I keep hearing about LA. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. You, we all hear the stories. You always have that that one person who went to LA and then you know never heard from him again. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, uh, d- did you know like what character you were playing, or were they like, "Oh, hey, listen, this is happening. 
put on the yeah they were, they gave reveal. you they gave you very they gave out very little information i mean i think you kind of gather you know from the um you know as as i was as you're on set you know you kind of glean little bits of information you know obviously you know i have um you know i'm playing opposite uh, David Pasquese's uh, Major Domo Twilight character. You know, you I'm you know in the scene with um in the in the scene with uh with with Boba Fett and Fennec Shand. You know, there's you have all the major characters. You're aware of the whole universe, but yeah, and you know, so I think by the end of it, I realized like, okay, this is you know, I think when I auditioned, it was you know i it was you know they of course gave you no information it was like yeah. city hall, okay city hall desk clerk that's all so, they gave you <laughs> i do have a question about that that's a perfect segue into a, a really yeah like, important question i have for you like as a professional actor like mm-hmm. looking for an audition for this did you know that you were auditioning for something star wars or was it just like ah here's this random link that has a weird <laughs> star warsy script that's applied to it <clears throat> well it was a uh, it um, I, you know, they, you know, when you audition, they, they gave, you know, um, um, you know, uh, uh, um, non-disclosure agreements, NDAs, all of that, you know, so, but it was, you know, they, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, it was on, um, but yeah, they said like Disney, um, uh, Dis- Disney Lucasfilm. So that kind of narrowed it down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I could only be in two yeah. things: Indiana Jones or Star Wars. So. Wait, no, no, no. Yeah, I think it kind of narrows it down. Oh, Willow. And it was a series. I was like, okay, I think I'm, you know, I through through a, through a little quick deduction, you know, I figured it out. One time, but I was I, Indiana but Jones. But at that point, they they but at that point they hadn't announced uh, the Boba Fett show at that point. So mm, right. I, so I wasn't sure if it was Mandalorian or or one of the many uh, you know undisclosed projects that are in the works, you know, who knows. So I think it was and I I think in fact it was if I remember correctly it was it was after I shot that they made the official announcement. So I think up until then I was thinking well maybe it's Mandalorian or you know or what have you because you know Boba Fett was a recurring character in Mandalorian at that point. So had yeah. been introduced in that world. So, you know, it was, so there, there were so many different options, but then you kind of figured out, okay, this is the, this is the next show. This is the next show being launched on, um, in the star Wars universe. So yeah, probably, you know, then you know, Mandalorian's taking a, taking a year off. So it's like, okay, this is, this is what it is. Okay. But that's, uh, but that was all through deduction. That was, they never, it, it was never, confirmed to me on set what it was i was i was shooting okay. other than other than obviously it's star wars because you know there's like the morgan guards and shit it seems to be like most things go with like star wars filming or even like any big disney filming right because like yeah. the less that you know the less that you could spill uh, the correct less could potentially spoil for the audience correct right? so. yes so yeah, they're very 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 tight-lipped about that it's uh, yeah you know, it's yeah. Yeah, they have to be, you know, because yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's crazy. All right, so I so I have an important question, and everyone here is, is going to roll their eyes, and that's fine. Hey. Oh, no. Were you when you were there? Oh no, sorry, What's up? Okay, so so when you were there, I know you didn't film any scenes with him, but on set, <laughs> did you see Max Rebo like at all? <laughs> No, like, Max. Uh, yeah, uh, Max Rebo and the band. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, unfortunately, no. They, we, we didn't. Uh, the, 
the can I don't know where the cantina was filmed or where that set was, but yet no, I was not privy to any of that. Unfortunately, I did not. I did not get my. Um, <laughs> I did not get my Max Rebo seven inch signed, you know, the five oh, yeah. disc, you know? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I know, man. I know. I know. I, oh. I, I totally understand. I got you. But um, I, no, you know, uh, I, I do. I really think it is time for, um, um, for for him to get his own series, like Cameron, yes, like, like bring in Cameron Crow or and, oh like, like no, a, like a behind the music, like, like that Colin. Now yeah. you're on board with a music series. I see how it is. Yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I've I've had this that thought into you know um um indefinitely you know independently. I mean, you know, they're they're doing a like they're doing a full um they're doing a series now about like um. Um, the um, I'm bl- I'm brain farting the 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 Muppets band. They're doing a whole series. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I, so it's I, like, I, why I not do a Max Rebo band too? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I, I, um, electric I'm, Electric Mayhem. I'm electric Mayhem. They're doing electric. <laughs> yeah. They're doing an Electric Mayhem <laughs> series. Mayhem. So they should do a Max Rebo series. Are they? Oh, yeah. yeah, they're doing an Electric Mayhem series. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, right. We were yeah. Just talking about this right before you came on. I don't know if you caught any of the tidbits of that or whatnot, but I was saying that I would love to see more musical representation um within Star Wars. Like I would love to see the stories of more bands and more <laughs> culture aspects of Star Wars coming to oh, life. Yeah. Even if like it went as far as like we got to see like the Star Wars version of like Foo Fighters and have like actual music that I could listen to on the way to work. Like, who is Star Wars Dave Grohl? I need to know. Right? Yeah. I well, would love to see yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I. I mean, you know, they. I mean, with with having people like Thundercat on this uh, on this the season. I mean, you know, it could happen. They could have like now. They all need yeah. is all they need is someone is someone in that world to you know just like you know bust out a song at the cantina. You know. Yeah, I would love. I, I would be. I would totally be on board for that. You I'm, know? I'm very curious about more of the you know, musicians. I would. Um, like the entertainers. <laughs> yeah, you know, I would also be cool if like they decided that 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 my character Leo leaves the you know, leaves Mos Espa and decides <laughs> to become a band manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. from Mos Espa desk clerk to to uh, to, uh, to Max Rebo tour manager. Yes, I'm please. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't you can't come backstage. You don't have the credentials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't have. Yeah, is your name on the list? Is your name <laughs> it's on the Boba list? Boba Fett yeah. shows up backstage. Yeah, it's like I'm sorry, man, Mr. These are my Wait, fa- no. my favorite bands. <laughs> so <laughs> I love Max Rebo. He's my favorite jizz whaler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know that's canon. I know that's canon, but it's, just like, it's, it's not. It shouldn't be, but it is. Canon, but um, it's a family. I podcast. would love that. I would. Yeah. I would genuinely love that. Uh, so, do, do you know anything like, um, like any background to your actual character, like at all, like in the actual canon, or is it just like boom, like? It, I mean, that's it. She sure. got to be next to the biggest anything that you can discuss improv actor ever. Right. So yeah. That would have been fun. Yeah. No, I, as far as as far as background, and I'm sure the you know, I mean the beautiful thing about the Star Wars fan universe is that, you know, I'm sure you know, over years people are gonna build up a backstory for yeah. me, which is which is amazing. But um, but yeah, as far as what was disclosed, I mean, outside of you know, because I'm basically just an 
an extension of the um the major domo so yeah. it's basically anything and any anything outside of his character is like uh, yeah, that's pr- that's pretty much all all I'm privy to so okay yeah so, no so uh, yeah, there was yeah no, there wasn't enough to really to build too much on just based on the content given but you know it is but you know the star wars universe you know no, no, yeah. knows no bounds so you know over years you know we'll, we'll we may find out we may find right. out other things <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean and 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 that and you're right that's honestly the great thing about star wars is that every single character has like a like a backstory and and and, and i think yeah. that was the ultimate goal of star wars is to bring everyone in and say you know you don't have to be a force wheeler or anyone to be important like you're like you are part of this giant like part of the galaxy and if you go back to a new hope and you look at every single person in the cantina Absolutely. all of them have a backstory um right and Down that to is the, the civilians the yeah you know, the the starfighters everyone yeah 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 so it's it, you you're right in a couple of years like your uh your like character will will most likely have like some type of like short um short backstory <laughs> like, some, like they, in will the Empire St- they will yeah. build something in there yeah well, now yeah. we know he's going to become a band manager, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> you I'm know, just throwing it out arc. there, throwing it out there, planting some seeds, see if it happens. It's you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it has to, but if it did, you know, I mean, we'll make it happen. Would we be, at, would we be a mad about that? Would you, you know, would the would the listeners like to see, you know, um, a Max Reba band with a with yeah. a frustrated frustrated band manager, <laughs> anal pretended band manager? <laughs> You know, I, if you I, do comment, you know, comment below. You know, I will in, go on this crusade you know, for you, Galen. Send in some petition. Start, start the petition. You know, yeah. I didn't. I'm not telling you to, but if you did, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I. Uh, so, how does it feel to be part of the Star Wars Like to be part of that legacy that you most likely grew up with. Right. Like how how does it feel to like kind of fulfill that childhood dream of like being like you know it'd be great to be part of star wars but i don't know if it's going to happen and now that you can look back and be like i was like there in the book of boba fett like how how is that it's it's awesome i mean i think well and it was and in fact it was it has a an added significance for me because you know of course like anyone you know i was as a kid very much aware of of star wars it was you know it's you know it's modern mythology you kind of grow up with it it's it's magic it's pure magic but i also um my um my dad was an uh, was an artist and actually worked for um uh like when i was like yeah when, when i was when i was still like a newborn was he worked on the um in the modeling department on return of the jedi and actually oh, wow. did a number of the Sculpted a number of the helmets that you see in Return of the Jedi. Oh, so, really cool. so, do you have like so a favorite helmet? Cool. He did a few of them. Yeah, he did the he did the Red Guard helmet in Jabba's palace. Ooh. He, did, he really? did um he cons- he built the um the biker scout helmet and oh. um and Princess wow. Leia's helmet when she when she escapes Jabba's palace. Uh, oh, oh, okay. No. So that is so oh. sick. Okay, oh, yeah. so. Being part of Star Wars kind of runs in the family then. So, a little bit. There was a little yeah. bit of a full circle, which was really, <laughs> really cool. It was it, awesome. that was pretty neat. Yeah. Oh it's man. The will of the force. It's always yeah, we exactly. Have a, we have a yeah, viewer no, it question was, yeah, here. It was, it was super um, it was super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite Star Wars helmet? Trooper, Rebel, Bounty Hunter? That's from RFB. Oh yeah. Um 
um, trooper, uh, trooper, uh, trooper, rebel, or bounty hunter. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's what he. He's yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I mean the, the. I mean, I mean, I. You can't go. You can't go wrong with the with the trooper design. I mean, I think there's something just so so iconic like that. The kind of the skull kind of imprint thing. It's 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 so it, it it's so iconic. I mean, you immediately you immediately know what that is. There's no mistaking that. And there's something just kind of kind of you know both both kind of spooky about it but and and but also and kind of kind of grim but also yeah. immediately familiar it's really cool it is a good design it's iconic there's a reason it, yeah. it's iconic you know yeah, all, <laughs> yeah. i mean all of them are but yeah I, you know. i'd like to ask you a further question yeah. what kind of trooper helmet is your favorite helmet like out of original all has to be original. star wars like do you like clone trooper the original trilogy stormtrooper or the first order stormtrooper i'm gonna go with I, mean, the, I, I think they i mean i'm um i'm nostalgic at heart i mean i think the uh, <laughs> i think the originals are that is completely you know, fair yeah the That's originals i mean i uh, you know i i totally i totally get you know tra- the evolution of of it but i mean the the originals just take me back originally, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. That. Understandably so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. So for your costume in the show, mm-hmm. did you have any input on it? Like oh. like how they laid stuff in front of you? And then, then you're like, all right, I want this and this. And all no, I, I no? Got, no, I was, um, you know, you, you know, they, they, they dressed me, you know, they, um, they actually, I mean, they, they brought, they, they brought, they dressed a number of us, a, a number of the, the kind of um, smaller principal characters in that scene um, into, um, you know, um, you know, I think the day before they did a test in front of uh, Favreau and uh, Rodriguez and Filoni. And so they, they all just kind of scoped it out and just saw each one of them and they gave their approval, um, oh, kind cool. of give the thumbs up. Um, you know, I remember, um, I remember, you know, that like, you know, they're, um, you know, of course they're dealing with this, you know, you know, with this classic canon, you know, material, and it's you know, and so there's something about it that's both that that's you know that's very sacred, but you know they, mm-hmm. but they also they're also very you know very laid back about it all. They're very, you know, and so like I think one of the costumers was saying um, was kind of worried about the insignia on my on my jacket if it was um it, you know if it was accurate for my ranking and all of that and he just looked and Favreau just looked at it and he just went like no I mean that seems Star Warsy enough <laughs> <laughs> oh nice. that's great wow yeah that's so they're 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 having fun they're 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 having fun they're not taking it too seriously it's the vibe was mm. just the vibe was awesome so uh so how how was it like actually like actually working with like John Favra and Filoni and, and just all of them? Like who who on that day was the director like in that scene? Add on question um, really quick. Um oh yeah. And who did you have anyone on set that you worked particularly close with, whether that be Ming Wen or Tamora Morrison, Favreau, Filoni? Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> I worked a lot with. Yeah, I mean, I was directly working with um, David Pesquese, who played the major domo. I mean, we were we were oh, kind of, we probably worked oh. most closely, and then um, um, yeah, and so yeah, we uh, so I you know I was in two different episodes. They 
they shot scenes back to back, but then I had different directors per episode. So mm -hmm. in the, in, I think in the, there, I think in the second episode, I just had uh, the, um, where, where I have my main, my main scene that was directed by, uh, um, uh, a, a, a woman named um, named Steph Green, who's um, directed a lot of great television, um, like Watchmen and other things. She's you know you know done um, you know has um, done a lot of great stuff, and she was really cool to work with. And then um, and then and then for my um, and then for the for the other episode for the third episode, it was that that was uh, Rodriguez directing, and then you know the whole time, of course, Favreau was kind of kind of roaming around kind of giving his giving the final final approval of everything. Oh wow, that's very cool. Yeah. So yeah, they're very they're they're all very much involved and then um you know with you know with creative you know creative input that sort of thing. So what was your uh, most memorable thing that happened to you on set while you were there? You'd just be like, "Oh, that that's the one thing I can definitely pick out in perfect detail." Oh man. I mean <sighs> I mean, just being, just being on the volume, <laughs> being, being on set, being mm -hmm. on the volume, having oh, the entire world just created around you. I mean, that was surreal. That was absolutely surreal. And then just like little details. I know my, um, 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 my dressing room was, I think, was, I think right next to, um, Re Robert Rodriguez office. So I could hear him like Same. play guitar on his lunch break. That's, oh, that's, that's so cool. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Oh yeah. man. That's really uh, cool. So yeah, yeah very uh, cool. and uh and then like what was the moment that was like, all right, I am working on a Star Wars project? Like was it the day where you walked on set or was it like you trying on the costume on the first time? Sure. I I think for me, as far as what I associate with, I think it's when I saw the um the Gamorian guards. Okay. Right, that's cool. that like that's like <laughs> the one piece of of the canon that really that, i mean that's i i i think those were always my favorite creatures growing up you know so i think i immediately connected with that it's like oh wow that's like <laughs> something tangible like like everything else it could you could you know it's it, it could kind of be one thing or another i mean obviously boba fett i mean there's no mistaking boba fett but for me gamorian the gamorian guards was that visceral reaction of like oh shit and may they rest in peace. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, man. So, will you be going to celebration? Will you maybe be signing, doing photos, anything like that? You know, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm, uh, I'm with a, um, I have a, I have representation for you know, um, um, for for conventions and appearances. So just kind of starting that engine. So I'm not sure if if they've. Um, if celebration has made their selection yet, but I'm hoping to, you know, definitely, you know, hit as many of the conventions this year and, 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 you know, any that I missed so far, you know, hit them up next year for sure. I mean, yeah. I think interacting with the fans is just the, um, I mean, they're what keeps, they're what keep the franchise alive. So, I mean, that's, yeah. I think that's really, it's an, it's an important thing and it's a, it's a real gift to be able to do that. You know, have you ever gone to, have you ever gone to Star Wars Celebration? Like I past? have, I've never gotten, I've never gotten the opportunity. So to be able to, you know, to if I ever get the opportunity to go, you know, my first, if I, if my first time is as a guest, I mean, that would be, 
That would be awesome. <laughs> you know, wouldn't cool. be mad at that. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it is going to be the most crazy experience, like ever. <laughs> if you end imagine. up going this year, like, yeah, you, you will walk in the floor and you'll be like, oh my god, like, what is going on? Because it's, it, it's, it is so surreal. And then the fact that you were involved in it. Right. And and people will know who you are. It's going to be like, wait, what? So I yeah, it's it, um, right. It it's like the 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 outside world ceases to exist as soon as you step in the yeah yeah. yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I mean, how can you not love that? That's rad. Right. Yeah. How much interaction with um, Star Wars like have you had up until this point before you sort of came into this role? Um, you know, like, um, can you walk us through your your Star Wars <laughs> journey? Like, obviously, your dad helped. Uh, yes, I mean, so I was very much, uh, you know, stuff. the the original, um, you know, the the original, uh, the um, you know, um, you know, four, five, and six. Of course, the original, the 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 original trilogy was, you know, a part of part of my childhood growing up. Very much, um, very much, you know, weeded on that. Um, you know, I've. Um, you know, I rem- I remember when the um I remember when the special editions came out. I remember all the hype about that. Um, and then um and and so yeah, I think um I think I I I I, I saw the you know I, I um I I kind of I I kind of um I kind of peter out for a little bit you know during the um dur- during the prequels and then kind of have come back have come back around. You Understandably know, so. The, a lot of people did. You know, so, I you think know. that no know, one's going to blame me for that. You can still find some. You can still find some cool stuff from there. But yeah, I mean, especially the, I think um, you know, I I, um, I think number three. But um, uh, but yeah, I think for the for the most part, then I I just kind of came came back around. I remember seeing you know the um, Force Awakens. I think at like five thirty a.m. at the ArcLight with friends. That was <laughs> yeah. a fantastic experience. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, and I love, I love that it's, it keeps going and I love the, you know, now that the, um, the life that it's having in these new series, you know, what, what they've, what they've been doing with Mandalorian, the, you know, the, um, the way that they've, they've been bringing in different, you know, all these different actors. I mean, you, I mean, I mean, if you would have told me, you know, um, I mean, I was a big film nerd in college. If you told me like Werner Herzog would be in the Star Wars universe, I'd say get out of town. I mean, that's yeah. wild to me. I love that, and I love that. I love that they, the, the, I love the kind of the people that they've involved in that. How the, how uh, you know, how how much that world has grown in over the years and keeps growing. That's yeah, that's a phenomenal answer. Like, um, yeah. and. I, I am curious, uh, have you been exposed to or or have you been informed about or ever taken interest in watching any of the like animated series that have come out? Because those are huge now. Like those are getting big. And we're you know, that, yeah, I still I yeah, I, that's the one part I still haven't explored. I know I, I know a lot. A lot of my friends are getting into that more. So I've been I've certainly been curious. I mean, what, um, I guess uh, volleying it back, what would you say? What would you say would be a would be the perfect introduction? Uh, what would which I, one would you say to start with? I think that's a big debate. I think we should all sort of have an answer on this. But personally, like for me, I was a big fan of the prequels. I loved all the prequels, and Clone Troopers are my favorite. So for oh, me, my <laughs> introduction was Clone Wars, and that was everything that I wanted as a kid. But for someone who's a fan of the original trilogies, like you may want to start with Rebels or something like that, because oh, that yeah. sort of tells the story of like 
the beginnings of the empire and how the the rebel alliance first sort of came to be and introduces all of these great iconic characters you get to sort of have a play catch up with all of these mm -hmm. iconic characters that are coming out now especially with like the ahsoka series coming out uh Best. and yeah and like uh you know further things i feel like that would be a great place to start yeah well you well, popped up once so i guess you get to pop up everywhere now so that'll be very yeah. fun <laughs> right <laughs> um all right, okay so so final question if you could have yeah. one like one piece of star wars merchandise like made of you what oh wow like <laughs> um like from a lego set like an action figure where you're included with max rebo or something like what I mean, him as a minifig. Oh my gosh! Beautiful. Oh my gosh! Minifigure, oh. minifigure, you would be amazing. You that would oh be gosh. that would be awesome. You end up I being think... in the new Lego Star Wars game. Oh, done. Oh wow! <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is this might be this might be an easy answer, but I can't. I don't know if I could. Um, I would have to. Um, I couldn't turn down being a you know getting um getting a pop vinyl. I mean oh, that. Oh yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> of course. You know, that's I I got you got to have that. I mean, I think that's I, I mean everything else absolutely, <laughs> but I think that's that's first order of business. That's like every like you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll okay. like do it one by one, but like first order of business, let's get the pop vinyl out of the way. <laughs> Before yeah, and that actually seems else. like relative, like absolutely doable. I can totally, right? totally, yeah, the see hat, that. the hat, the, the hair. Yeah. You know, you oh, get, there's perfect. enough. I think there's enough there that it's distinctive. You know, the mustache, of course. <laughs> Rocking the mustache, by the way. No, no, I see. See, I love that look because of it. It it does scream Star Wars, like it was like made like in the seventies and the eighties. Like I because yeah. of that's what a lot of the characters you like see in, in the new shows are, are still keeping that look. And I love that. Which is great. Yeah. Um, I'm in there. Yeah. They're, they're really staying the word. true to the original. Yeah. Which is great. I can't say the word because this is a family friendly podcast. Don't but, say uh, it. Like the big, the big, big bushy, the big bushy <laughs> stashes. Uh, that was one of funnily enough, the, like uh, the biggest compliments that I saw whenever rogue one came out. And we saw the the pilots, like the X-Wing pilots, was like, yeah. oh, they have the stashes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Ex precisely. Yeah. Before we let you go, Galen, we have one last listener question from Bat Wars 99 on YouTube. What is your favorite moment in Star Wars? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's favorite moment. I mean, there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's so many. I mean, um, I mean, def uh, um, um, definitely um, the, um, I mean, uh, definitely the cantina scene, of course, you know, with our friend oh, Max yeah. Rebo. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, um, I th it, yeah. I think the, um, um, the, the speeder bike chase in, um, in, um, in Jedi, um, uh, um, oh, uh, yeah. Hundred percent, um, and um, um, yeah, I yeah, abs um, absolutely. I think the um, the uh, the the train the the training scenes in Dagobah, I think, are, you know, are are class. Uh, you know, the, those I think really 
really spoke to me as a kid. Um, you know, the, you know, that, um, and, you know, those, you know, those early scenes. So yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, there's so, there's so many, how can, you know, you know, ask me, ask me in five minutes and probably be a different answer, but I mean, <laughs> so many. That's fair. Yeah, I think I'm the same yeah. way. Yeah. Well, yeah. Galen, thank you so much for oh yeah, guys, on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, and we. I think so glad uh, to have everyone here agrees that we're definitely sending you an invitation to come back again on the podcast. Yeah, at some that. point yeah. in the future, Let's do it and talk more Star Wars. Maybe go over little yeah. uh, breaking news topics like we usually do. I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you, I'm, I'm I'm telling you, if you're at celebration, I will definitely because of I'm having shirts made that say like hashtag. Max Rebo lives. I will definitely find oh, you. And I'll I mean, oh, you know. please, please do. I would wear that with pride. <laughs> yeah, I would wear that with pride. Absolutely. Thank oh, wait, you guys. Wait, wait, this was wait. rad. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Like one, one quick question. Do you think he died, like during the explosion? Like. Oh man. Yeah. Because yes. I looked. We'd have ended I did on not the see him. I didn't see him. I scanned the scene. <laughs> For hours, and I didn't see him. But I want your. You'll opinion. have to forgive him, Galen. He's, he he's in denial. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I mean, I want to. I, I want to. Uh, I want to believe that he's like <laughs> you know, that. That he's like st- that he like made it out. He's still like like playing in underground clubs. You know. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will still give you a shirt. That was a good answer. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. I know which side my bread's buttered on. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, this was this was rad. Thank you so much. Of course, right. yeah, no problem. Anytime, us. yeah, cool, man. All right, yeah, and a shout out to all the fans. Thank you for listening. Thanks, uh, thank you know, thanks for all of this. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do this without the without the fans. So this is this is rad. Is yeah, is anywhere? there anything that you wanted to plug? Yeah, yeah. Um, we can find you if you want to be found. Yeah, yeah, um, you can follow. You, in, yeah, I'm I'm active on my Instagram um, at um, at Galen Howard. Um, and uh yeah you can um you can find um you you can you can find all you know all you know all of my my work there um i'm recently in a um uh, a, a really wonderful dramatic comedy called moon manor that just uh that just came out on 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 rental on dvd has a great cast um um, um on there so um you know definitely check that out it's available for rental on Amazon um, and all other properties. So all other platforms. So check that out too. And yeah, yeah. Follow me on, follow me on the Instagrams and the Twitters. All right. Excellent. Awesome. Wonderful. For Colin, Mason, Josh, and Galen. Thanks. Right. And may the force, force be with you. May the force be with you guys. Always. Always. Max Weaver lives. Always.